When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know, if you haven't checked out What Chaos yet, you oughta, because we've had all your favorite players on the show. I'm talking Seth Jones, Lena Solmar, Connor Bedard, whoever it may be. We're live every day on YouTube at noon Eastern, but also available on all podcast platforms, including the one you're listening to right now. We got guests, and yeah, we're also doing a bit of chit-chat, goofing around, laughing at what makes us laugh in hockey. So regardless of how deep you are into your hockey fandom, Come listen to What Chaos. We'll talk about your favorite team. We'll talk about your least favorite team and everybody in between. And we're having a ton of fun doing it every single day, Monday through Thursday. It's What Chaos, presented by All City Network. Welcome to the CHGO Blackhawks podcast presented by PointsBet. Use promo code CHGO when you sign up. You'll get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. My name is Jay Zawoski with Greg Boyson and Mario Tirabasi as always. But if you're with us here on YouTube, first of all, smash that like button. We always appreciate it when you do it. But you see a fourth face on the screen, and that is the voice of your Chicago Blackhawks Chris Vosters with his cheese head. That's it. Cut him and off. And he's ready to talk Packers. <laughs> <laughs> you had Guys. us and lost us, Vosters. Thought, I thought we were going to talk about Milwaukee and, and Wisconsin and all the all the great things about America's Dairyland. So I figured I'd, I'd dress up for you guys. Thank you. You are. I Perfect. love you. You're always prepared, man. You always got the props. You've always got the. Uh, you bring in the gifts. It's really lo- we. That's why we love having you on, man. I appreciate just, it. Just want to, just want to keep you guys on your toes. I mean, I'm. I, yeah. We'll see how long this lasts before uh, your link gets taken down or something. Yeah, like right. That. I think this has got to be a cardinal sin. Right? Exactly. Well, we don't say to- cardinals either. Yeah, you're you two. Yeah, I'm down to my, oh, my third strike. Yeah. Yeah. You're down O two in the counter, like Chris. It's just a little less slightly off putting than watching Mackenzie Entwistle creepily eat cheese on Twitter yesterday. Yeah, um, you know what? I, was he was that for real? I mean, yes. I, was he he actually is that like I, actually a block of cheese? Wow! I did a I did a forensic study of that video, and you can see <laughs> that he's he is eating off the block of cheese. It was, uh, yeah, that was that was him. That, that, listen, I grew up bite. in yeah, I grew up in Wisconsin. That's hardcore, even by my standards. Like that that was oh, yeah. wow, that Just, was impressive. Just this reminds me of uh we'll get to hockey, don't worry. It reminds me in college we had a buddy from Wisconsin who would always hunt and he would bring back like venison summer sausage. Of course and we would did. just pass that around like a joint, like take a bite, <laughs> pass the next guy. It was just the grossest thing ever. But it was college, we were fine. Pass the venison. Well, Chris, we want to have you on as a Milwaukee uh Wisconsin native. Uh you were the face of the press conference yesterday, which was great. And this has to be incredibly meaningful for you to, to be able to have the opportunity to not only call this game, but uh, have this be in your hometown. Like, talk about what this means, not just for, we'll get to what it means for Milwaukee, 
in a little bit, but what does this mean for you personally from a guy who last year is trying out for this job to now being the guy who's in charge of all these huge events to, to do one in your hometown had to be pretty special. Yeah. And look, I'll, I'll take this off so people can take me semi-seriously <laughs> here, but uh, it, it's, it's, it's really cool. I mean, it, it's um, when I, I, I got wind of this actually earlier in the summer when, when it looked like this was going to happen, but the NHL had to do some final site surveys to make sure that, that the venue would be okay for an NHL preseason game. And uh, I, I was, I was so excited to, talk about this publicly that the Blackhawks gently reminded me, Hey, let's, let's just wait before we take to social media before this gets approved officially. So it's been something that I've been sitting on for a while. And uh, you know, I got, I really enjoyed all the texts and the messages that I got from friends and family up in Wisconsin yesterday when the word became official. So, you know, I, I think from a, from a fan perspective as well, that's, that's what gets me most excited about this. I mean, there's such a, there's such an intricate relationship, I think, between between Wisconsin sports fans and Chicago sports fans. And I think, you know, a, across the board, it's one of the one of the great rivalries between fan bases in in American sports. And so this is a really, I think, unique chapter to, to add to that, because, you know, when you think about it, the, the Cubs, the Bulls, the Bears and to a lesser extent, the White Sox all play in in Wisconsin. Uh, but the Blackhawks, you know, for all intents and purposes, never, never really do. So I, I think it's with Wisconsin not having an NHL team, it's a it's a really unique opportunity for for the Blackhawks to make an impression in in Wisconsin and to be a part of it, working for working for the organization and, and representing the organization in my home state. I'm really, really excited about it. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I can speak to that, you know, Wisconsin, Illinois thing uh, as well. I, I grew up in Kenosha, which is right on the border yeah. uh, of, of Wisconsin and Illinois. And, and it is a town that is, you know, split Packers, Bears, uh, Cubs, Brewers. Like it is it is a, a split uh, split town um, being right there on the border. And, and, and for me, you know, uh, growing up, uh, getting into hockey, th- there wasn't a an NHL team for me to, to really latch on to. Because, you know, from from being from Wisconsin, there, there were no options. So, you know, 90 minutes south of me was where the Chicago Blackhawks. So that's kind of where it started. And um, yeah, I mean, it's 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 an interesting uh, dynamic, especially for hockey. You know, I, I, I grew up in Wisconsin, lived in Milwaukee, and there are a lot of uh, hockey fans, Blackhawks fans that live in, in, in the area and live in the state. So. I think uh, having having the Blackhawks go and, and and play in Milwaukee and and also to having the Wild be a part of it as well is also you know serving a a, a portion of Wisconsin uh, hockey fans that have an affinity for for the Minnesota Wild, um, you know for for whatever reasons based on location or whatnot or because back in the eighties and nineties they were the rivals of the Blackhawks if they if they really wanted to you know the North Stars uh, being the rivals there so I think it's I think it's good to have a you know have the game there in Milwaukee at the Pfizer Forum which is a, a tremendous venue serving both fan bases and and really you know giving the uh, uh, giving Milwaukee a, a taste of the NHL which is uh, something that's always a conversation is why does Milwaukee have an NHL team and uh, we talked about it earlier this uh, yesterday on, on the podcast, a little bit about the history of that. And um, if it happens down the road in the future, uh, who knows? But um, yeah, I think having this game, I think will be a, a lot of fun. I think you're going to have a, a great crowd and uh, it'll be a, it'll, it'll be well attended by Hawks fans. I'm, I'm, I'm sure. Yeah. I, I think a lot of people from outside the Midwest assume that, that Wisconsin is 
like a, a rabid hockey state because it's cold. so cold, you know, the winters, <laughs> et cetera. And I mean, yeah. there, look, there, there's not, so obviously there's not, there's not an NHL team. And I, and I will say that, that the Milwaukee Admirals have their devoted niche fan base. You know, there is a random pocket of Nashville Predators fans, honestly, yeah. in, in Milwaukee mm-hmm. because of the Admirals tie. But there is a, like, a, a, you know, a really rich hockey culture and, and tradition in Wisconsin. The University of Wisconsin men's and women's hockey teams are perennial, especially the women in recent especially years, perennial national team. championship contenders. The, the men's team has a really uh, proud legacy of national championships and ties to the 1980 Miracle on Ice team. And, you know, contemporary players, too. Uh, Jake McCabe from Eau Claire, Wisconsin. Uh, Cole Caulfield, the, probably the last great Wisconsin Badgers hockey player to, to come into the NHL. He's from northern Wisconsin now with the with the Montreal Canadiens. So there's a there's a really, I think, strong lineage of of hockey players from Wisconsin that have gone on to play in the NHL. And uh, there is a there is a strong, I think, hockey community in, in the state that uh, by getting uh, the NHL in there with with their big brands like the Blackhawks specifically, I, I think that will do a lot to sort of dig that up or, or bring that passion to the surface. You forgot to mention maybe the best player from Wisconsin, uh, Madison native, Phil Kessel, Phil Kessel, Kessel. future Blackhawk, future Blackhawk. He (laughs) will be playing in that October 2nd game in Milwaukee. Some, some based on on certain people's Twitter profiles. I mean, some people (laughs) are are liking Phil Kessel to Messiah. We are willing this. We are willing this into existence. We want Phil Kessel in Chicago, not because we think he's going to make the Blackhawks better. We just want to spend 82 games talking to him. That's it. That's 60. (laughs) Whatever. Yeah, 60 is probably a little closer. Let him him break the record here in (laughs) Chicago, sell some tickets. We'll, We'll have some hot dogs, and it'll be a good time. Yeah. It is, it is somewhat interesting that you bring up Phil Kessel because he is he and his and his sister Amanda, who is obviously an outstanding player as well. They you know I don't want to I don't want to brand them as traitors, but they they are considered <laughs> somewhat that because they grew they up in Madison, but then yeah. went to the University of Minnesota, and that yeah, is there is a story there. Yeah, that is sacrilege. <laughs> well, but. you know, they, they always looking to be the front runner, I guess. Uh. <laughs> It's like I don't want to call them traitors, but they're absolutely traitors, and we hate them. Yeah, I'm, I'm always fascinated by the dynamic of you're from Wisconsin. This Mario and Chris, you're from Wisconsin, and you can opt to choose the Packers or Bears. Why in the hell would you choose the Bears? Uh, but like you're you're rooting against this city's teams most of the time, right? Brewers, Packers, on and on, and you know, Bucks, whatever. But then you become a Blackhawks fan. That that is like such a weird thing for me to to grasp. Like I grew up in Chicagoland, so I've always had Chicago teams to root for. Um, I, I think that dynamic. I guess I'm a Notre Dame fan though, so I cheer for an Chicago's Indiana team. Team, but there's no real Chicago rivals in Indiana. I don't know. I, the, the dynamic <laughs> of that is strange. That you can go. I like the Brewers and Packers and the Blackhawks. That seems strange. Is that is that more common than than maybe I think it is. I, I think so. I would actually say to that point that I, I've been surprised at the number of people who live in Wisconsin who have reached out to me since I took the job and have said, hey, I'm a, I'm a big Blackhawks fan. So while I, you know, I don't I don't know, I guess, like in terms of just the, the raw numbers, 
what the what the percentages would shake out to be. But I, I think there are more people that are able to, I guess, uh, align themselves with two different markets in that sense. So I, I'm like you, Jay. I, I'm kind of surprised at the number of people who, who support the Blackhawks in Wisconsin. Um, I, I think that, um, first of all, with, with the two states bordering each other, I think there are a lot of people – in Wisconsin that grew up in Chicago. And, you know, I'm the case in point of the opposite. I grew up in Wisconsin and, and now I live in Chicago. I mean, yesterday at the press conference, I was talking to the, to the general manager of Pfizer forum where the Milwaukee bucks play, they're hosting the Blackhawks preseason game in October. And, and he grew up in Chicago as a diehard Blackhawks fan. I mean, in the two thousands, when the United center was, was not full the, the way it, that it has been recently and and he has certainly maintained his his Blackhawks fandom even in Wisconsin. So I think there might be I think the waters might be a, a little bit muddier than than we think, Jay. But what I would say personally is is that I even though I grew up a, a Wisconsin sports fan, I I really respect Chicago sports teams and I love the rivalry that Wisconsin teams and Chicago teams have with each other because every team in, in Chicago has just got so much history has been a part of so many iconic moments in, in whatever the sport may be. So as a, just a, as a fan of sports, I think I'm able to decouple my, you know, more of my, my more animalistic or, or tribalistic like <laughs> rooting interest with the fact like, Hey, you know, I, I have to respect what the Chicago Bears and George Hallis and that organization have done for the game of football or, you know, certainly what what Michael Jordan has done, obviously, to the to the game of basketball and, and sports culture as a whole. Same same with the with the luminaries of the Cubs and the Sox. So um, I, I I guess that's why for me, I mean, I, I just really like being a part of these these rivalries and, you know, your team's not going to win every game and and it's, you know, fun to talk trash when your team wins, but you know, in a sense, it, it's kind of, you kind of roll your eyes and, and chuckle when, when it's your turn to, you know, take the, take the brow beating too, I guess. <laughs> little, little side note, Jay, real quick. You mentioned the dynamic of like how weird would it be for someone from Wisconsin to root for a Chicago team? I learned working for a previous media outlet based in Montreal that a lot of Montreal, all, sports fans after the Expos left became Boston Red Sox fans, which blows my mind because everybody in Montreal is a Canadians fan and their most hated rival are the Boston Bruins. Like that blows my mind that how could you root for their baseball team and then wish their entire hockey team, horrible, (laughs) slow, painful deaths every season. Like that blows my mind, but I guess they don't want to root. I guess some of them root for Toronto too, because it's Canada's team. But again, that's another bit of rivalry too. So it's strange how you can have a hated rival in one sport and then for another sport, you're like, yeah, they're all right. That's a great, that's a great observation. Yeah. I, I know uh, our, our producer uh, for Blackhawks games, Mitch Kersner is a, uh, is a, is a proud native of Toronto. And, and he said, and I guess the way, by the way, you're not supposed to say the second T in Toronto, uh, Toronto, okay. Toronto. Okay. Anyways, okay. Toronto's said, a, Toronto's a brand of bread. <laughs> yeah, it's what we eat our Italian beefs on, yeah, my friend, exactly in right Chicago. Right. <laughs> he he was telling me that look look like you like it's either in terms of hockey, it's either the Leafs or the Canadians, and you would never never pick the other one. So maybe in terms of like of the baseball component, maybe 
Canadians fans or Montreal sports fans found it as weird as it sounds more palatable to root for the for the Red Sox than the other Canadian baseball team. Who knows? Yeah. I wonder what that's like for the Raptors too. Not that Montreal's ever had an NBA basketball team, but like, I wonder if that's the same thing. Like, can't can't root for Toronto. Yeah. There is a Canadian flag in in uh, in Fiserv Forum, by the way, for in you know for the Raptors for the one the one time of year that they <laughs> that they come through. Yeah, right, right, yeah, right. That's that's legit. Well, that's and it, the other thing too with you know with especially with Blackhawks fandom, um, you know, t- tomorrow we're we're planning on talking about the uh, the the '90s Blackhawks as a kind of flashback Friday. Um, you know, y- you think about how we talk a lot about how the Blackhawks kind of lost a generation of fans between the, <clears throat> the, the late nineties and the early two thousands between the, er- the early nineties and then the 2010s. I think, you know, when you, when you look back to like the late eighties, early nineties, like there, there was a lot of not only, you know, in Chicago, but a lot of national uh, pop for the Blackhawks. Uh, you know, if, I, I remember, uh, it, a very early episode of Seinfeld, uh, Jerry and George talk about, you know, oh, George has a Blackhawks jacket that he loves. And it's just like they're in New York and George has a Blackhawks jacket, not a Rangers jacket or anything like that. So it's just it's just interesting how those kind of things, you know, you, at least for me, you kind of remember those uh, or have to think back to those things. And, um, you know, the, the the Blackhawks of the of the late 80s, early 90s had a lot of pop. And I think that that, you know, bled into into Wisconsin. And and then, of course, the you know, the the, the rise of the modern Blackhawks in the late 2000s and, and 2010s made a lot of uh, made a lot of fans of, of my, more my generation to, uh, to 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 get to the team to to be you know fans of that team. Corey uh, in the chat also mentioning Wayne's World probably another big pop culture reference that that you know made some made some fans in the uh, in the state of Wisconsin especially in Milwaukee and um, <laughs> yeah I think it's just it's it's just interesting me personally. Uh, my fandom kind of goes all over the board, you know, being from Wisconsin fan of the Blackhawks. Uh, I was raised oddly enough and probably one of the uh, more anti Packers households in Wisconsin, which was, <laughs> which was uh, definitely not, not, not the norm. Uh, my dad was a, my dad was a big influence on that. Uh, a big uh, Walter Payton and Mike Dick, fan back in the, uh, the eighties and nineties. So I was, I was raised uh, to root for the bears over the Packers and, uh, also the Dallas Cowboys, but that's a whole nother story. Um, and, and yeah, it's just, you know, it's, it's interesting being from Wisconsin and having so many ties to, uh, to Illinois. And, you know, now I, I lived in Chicago now living in a, a, a way Northern suburb, uh, of Chicago, but, um, yeah, it's just, it's, you know, fandom, I think in the modern age is, is a lot different than, uh, than it used to be. What, so what I will just say is that you know there was there was one kid in my in my high school class in in Brookfield, Wisconsin, which isn't you know it's at, that's southeastern Wisconsin. I mean, it's not that far from Kenosha or anything like yeah, that. But yeah. there was one kid in my class who was a Bears fan, Andrew Gladell. And you know what? More power to him because he <laughs> calling him out. He guy. would wear his Bears shirt like no matter what year round. I mean, he never like he was he was totally on an island man i mean i i i really respect him looking back because he you know he he never shied away from it and and never once like backed down and um we we were in high school when the bears went to the super bowl for the last time so you know he had kind of his his moment to to shine there i guess at least in in the regular season but 
Um, no, to the point about the about the Blackhawks uh, kind of riding that wave of of momentum in the in the late eighties nineties. I think you're absolutely right, just because of the last time the Blackhawks played in Wisconsin, it was in the middle of the 1992-93 season, the year after they they went to the Stanley Cup and lost to the to the Penguins. So I definitely think that that there was with the popularity of the Blackhawks then a lot of carryover in, into Wisconsin. Um, and I, I think that's also like really, really cool too that you know the Blackhawks and the Bulls were in the their respective league championships the same season. I mean I, I don't know when I, when is one building hosted the the um like yeah this would have been the old Chicago Stadium yeah. right when is one yeah. building hosted the the Stanley Cup finals and the and the NBA finals at the same time I mean that's a that would be some great sports trivia to dig into Greg do you have the answer um, what about LA recently yeah I was gonna say the Kings the and the, the Lakers Kings, Kings I'm, and I'm Lakers always, or Boston maybe. Maybe yeah, the yeah. Bruins, Celtics. Maybe that's a good. That's a yeah, good. I'll, I'll look. I'll look that up, and I will. I will. Were the Celtics in the? Were the Celtics in the finals in in nineteen twenty? I don't have basketball. Yeah, I'm not. Okay. I'm not the basketball I left guy. My right. basketball brain behind. Yeah. Right. Wow. When Michael Jordan retired, <laughs> I, I checked out. Starts oh, and ends with the guys in NBA Jam. Yeah. Is Horace Grant still playing? Uh, that's pretty much it. Um, I don't. I don't believe so, but I think he still wears yeah, the goggles. He, he should. That was his look. Um, I'm actually old enough to remember when the Packers were bad at football. Um, you know, there was a time there where, you know, I, I, I like Mario mentioned your dad in the 80s. It was better to be a Bears fan because the Packers were just lousy for a long time. And then they fell ass backwards into back to back Hall of Fame quarterbacks and 25 years later, you know, so. Anyway, I'm not bitter, but I remember. Um, Mike was over the line, by the way. Yeah, he still so was. And Charles Martin's a douche. So that's that's how old that's how old my my hatred goes back. But I remember going uh, as a kid growing up in the '80s. Um, a, a kind of like family fun trip was one summer every weekend going up for Summerfest in Milwaukee, which is one of the best events ever. You know, if you're a music lover. And mm-hmm. food lover and beer lover, you have to go to Summerfest at least once a year. Jay, sounds, yeah. sounds like, yeah. Yeah. Sounds like exactly. Jay's, Jay's kind of place. There's some literally something for everybody. We used to go there, we'd do the museum or the zoo one day, stay overnight, and then spend the day. I remember the Milwaukee Admirals having like a roller hockey like uh exhibition or something at Summerfest every day. That's how I knew Milwaukee had a hockey team. And this was, you know, back in the mid to late 80s, early 90s. So I know Milwaukee has that that long tie. The Admirals are one of the, the oldest minor league uh, hockey teams, or at least most consecutively ran team in, in the uh, United States. At least there's a history there. I've been up there to cover Admirals games recently doing the AHL duty. You know, they play in the Panther arena. Now I love that building. I think that's just a, an awesome building for hockey. It's the perfect mix of like old school, new school. Um, and I know they have a lot of predators fans up there because they've had, the affiliation with the Predators for a long time. Um, you know, I mean, it, it, it's been it's been so long that like literally oh, Pecorine, Shea like Reber, uh, another Wisconsin native, Ryan Suter, all played yeah. in Milwaukee. So basically, the anybody who's been in the <laughs> Confer- uh, com- rumored Don't get Chris in trouble. Rumor. <laughs> yeah, Ryan. Hey, Ryan Suter's not playing for the Hawks. Only Phil Kessel. Is. He might be. Someday. Not yet. He isn't. Um, 
But are you kind of surprised? Yeah, we muted Chris for that part. Yeah. I know there's the Minnesota Chicago connection, you know, or Wisconsin connection there a little bit. Are you kind of surprised though that maybe the Predators weren't involved in this game somehow because of the the built-in fan base of the tie-in with the Admirals? Yeah, I think. Um... You know, I, I think that that was definitely considered. I, I think that, uh, you know, I, I'm sure that, I, you know, among the the list of teams that that I heard kind of thrown out there, you know, the the Wild, obviously, the the Predators because of the Admirals connection, the the Blues, the Red Wings. You know, I, I think that they, I think that they cast a, a lot a wide net in terms of just figuring who the opponent would be. I, I don't think they could have made a, a wrong choice either. I mean, um, with the you know, I guess the reason why why I will say that I'm not surprised they ultimately settled on the wild is because wild games are are televised in Milwaukee from time to time. Okay. Uh, the wild games are on Bally Sports North. That's their their regional sports network. And the the sister station of Bally Sports North is Bally Sports Wisconsin, where the Brewers and the Bucks play. So sometimes when there's a hole in in programming, They'll put the Wild on on Bally Sports Wisconsin in uh, in Milwaukee. So I think that I, I think that maybe they they decided that that was that was the reason to or maybe that factored into why the Wild ultimately got the nod. But I, I'm sure that it, it had to do with with the other team as well and and who what other team was willing to come up and and play in uh, in a non NHL arena and, and do um, an exhibition game at a neutral site. Hope this all leads to a winter classic at Lambeau. Oh, yes. That, a lot of people have been calling for that now. I mean, that you know, they, like they're awesome. doing everything else at Lambeau. Like they had they had a like an English Premier League game at Lambeau. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've had college football games at Lambeau. So they, they've yeah, had the, think... they've had the Wisconsin hockey teams play at Lambeau. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's been done. Yeah. Great. Great point. So, I don't know if they're going to want. Maybe not the Hawks for a few years, but um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's uh, that would be awesome. I, I I've never been to Lambeau. I've been outside of it on our trips to Door County. We always stop in the Lambeau parking lot and just kind of take it all in. But I love to go in and, and see it someday. Chris, we've got I've a driven, lot of. Sorry, go ahead, Greg. I'm sorry. I've driven by Lambeau and given it the middle finger, but I've never. <laughs> <been inside. laughs> well, uh, by the way, in case you're wondering, I know this is. What, what we're all here for the last time, at least to what I can come up with, that the team from the same city played in both the Stanley Cup and NBA finals in the same season was 2003 oh. with the New Jersey Devils and the New Jersey Nets. Oh, I completely forgot wow. that the New Jersey Nets actually made a st- uh, an NBA final. But 2003, yeah. uh, Devils and Nets was the last time that happened. That's a Jason now, Kidd New Jersey Nets team. Richard Jefferson. Um, yeah. Now, hold on. Just to clarify that. And they played in the same building. Yes, I believe. Okay. Yes, they both played at the old. Uh, what is it called? It was the Prudential Center for a long time, yeah. whatever they yeah. call it. Where, yeah. Yeah. Or it might have even been the old the old Meadowlands, the Brendan Byrne Arena at that time. I, I don't know my uh, when they changed. But yeah, they played in the same building. So that was the last time the same building hosted the NBA finals and the Stanley Cup final in the same year. Continental, Continental Airlines, Airlines Arena. That's go, probably Corey. what it was. That sounds right. I have a, I have a few Bruce Springsteen bootlegs from that arena. So yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> cool. Perfect. All right, we've got a lot more stuff to get to with Chris, uh, including the big elephant in the room. But first, we want to tell you about our friends at PointsBet. 
sign up for that points bet app and use that promo code CHGO. When you do, you'll receive two grand in free bets, risk free. But you make that $50 or more first time deposit, and you also get that free CHGO membership that gets you all of our web content, access to our Discord, and a free shirt from the CHGO locker. You can actually remember download the points bet app right now and register your account from start to finish all from your phone. Online setup is available in Illinois. So just get your phone out, download the app, use the code CHGO. Boom. You're good to go. You'll be signing up with the fastest sports book easier than ever. So you can start living your bet life in seconds. So what are you waiting for? Once the game starts, don't just bet, live your bet life with points, bet gambling problem. Call 1-800-522-4700. We are also brought to you, <laughs> had to unmute the microphone, had to uh, br- tell you guys about Athletic Greens and their AG1 product. Uh, with one scoop of AG1, what you are doing is optimizing your immune system, improving your gut health, and giving yourself the ability to have more natural energy. With AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. And if you have different dietary restrictions, whether it's gluten-free or dairy-free or you eat vegan or keto, whatever it is, with AG1, you're good to go. It's easy to incorporate into your life no matter how busy you might be. Just a small once-a-day habit with big benefits. Uh, My wife has started trying it. She really loves it. So uh, we now have two people in the household that are uh, benefiting their health with AG1. And right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase when you go to athleticgreens.com slash CHGO Blackhawks. Again, all you got to do is go to athleticgreens.com slash CHGO Blackhawks to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right. So wrapping it up, Hawks in Milwaukee against the Wild Sunday, October 10th, October 2nd. Sorry, I can read uh, October 2nd at <laughs> 630. I had 10-2, so I wrote October. I'm stupid. Sunday, October 2nd, 630 p.m. at the Pfizer Forum. Chris Vosters will be on the call. And that leads us to the other thing. Oh, go ahead, Chris. Can, can I just make one last, yes. one last plug for the, for the preseason game? So it's an NFL Sunday. Uh, I would suggest if anybody from from Blackhawks Nation or from Chicagoland wants to come up and make the trip, there's a really cool area around Pfizer Forum called the Deer District that will be open to hang out, watch football. Uh, the Packers will be playing in the in the 325 time slot that day against the Patriots. So you can watch football, eat, drink, hang out, then head into Pfizer Forum for the 630 puck drop. 15 bucks will get, will get you into the game. That's it. And if you want lower bowl seats, 30 bucks, but this is a much smaller arena than the United Center. And, uh, you know, getting like a, a second level seat, I'm thinking, might give you a really good vantage point where you can kind of see down onto the ice. So it's it, it's going to be a really fun day. Uh, you know, it would really encourage Blackhawks fans to to come up and, and check it out. Check out the city of Milwaukee. It's a it's a it's a it's a cute little town compared to, to the big city of Chicago. <laughs> yeah, I, I love I'm a big fan of the town of Milwaukee. It's great. I mean it's Milwaukee's got it's got a statue city. of Fonzie. How could you hate Milwaukee? <laughs> hey. Yeah, I've I've sat in the in the second level uh for a Bucks game. It's it it's really good. It's not a bad seat in the, in, in that place. 
Uh, it's it's so 15 bucks for that for that ticket for uh, hopefully two lineups that are mostly NHL players by the time of the preseason. Maybe uh, that would be uh, that would be well worth it for sure. Yeah. And tickets I go on sale Friday. So thank you. I Jay. smell a CHGO road trip. Hell yes. Social media content coming. We yeah. got to get the, there you go. And Corey get points. the CHGO van out of the shop. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, Corey points out Lakefront Brewery. That was just an awesome brewery tour. The best I've ever had. And is Corey's mentioning the best place went up to the old PBR brewery for a tour. So that sounds fun too. I'm down. Let's do it. Let's do it. CHGO send us out there. Come on. Let's go. Come on. We'll even drive home <laughs> after the game. That's fine. We can do that. We just want to hey, be there for it. I'm your permanent DD. You guys can have as many free samples at the brewery you want. I got us the ride home. <laughs> Love it. That's great. All right, Chris, we got to talk about it, man. And we're, uh, you know, we're not going to put you in a bad spot, obviously, but all of us caught off guard a couple weeks ago. Um, when Eddie Olchek made the decision to not be on the call anymore. Um, I guess what, no one's really had a chance to talk to you since then. Like, what were your feelings in that moment of, I, I, I would imagine it would be some mix of disappointment and excitement, you know, kind of like this, because yesterday's a good indicator. You're the face of the team now, man, for better or worse. And I think it's for better. Congratulations, dude. It's like, it's happened so quickly for you. Yeah, I mean, you know, and and there's there's really never been a dull moment this offseason, to be honest with you. No, I, I think it it definitely. Well, so when I first when I first uh, started hearing rumors about it, and and when someone first sent me the sent me the the article that said he was he was leaving, I you know I didn't believe it, to be honest with you. Um, you know, I thought, oh, okay, well, you know, this is just um, some. A bluster designed to kind of stir the pot, but you know, thing, things will, things will work it, work itself out, whatever. So, you know, I, I, I learned shortly after that, that no, it, it was, it was real. It, it was actually happening. And look, I mean, I was, um, I was really excited about working with, with Eddie for indefinitely for the foreseeable future. And uh, I really had a lot of fun working with him last season he made me better as a as a hockey broadcaster, and it was it was just <laughs> really really cool to get to work with a guy of of that stature and that magnitude in in the sport and in broadcasting my industry. So, um, but you know what? At, at the end of the day, um, he's he's got to do what's best for him and and his family, and I I trust him to to make that decision, and. Um, you know, I, I, to be honest, I haven't dug too deep into into many of the of the articles or the op eds that were written about it. Um, I, I don't believe that that the, anybody in the Blackhawks organization wanted wanted Eddie to leave. Um, you know, I, I don't think there's anyone in, in the Blackhawks organization, certainly myself included, that doesn't acknowledge and, and wholeheartedly understand the the value that Eddie brings to any organization, but especially the Blackhawks with his local ties and his resume and, and his pedigree. Um, but it's, it's a, it's a finicky business. And, and this is just sometimes, sometimes what happens business agreements and, and partnerships run their course and it's, and it's time to, it's time to move on. Um, it, I understand the, the abrupt nature and, and maybe even the shock and the willingness to, find someone to blame and, and pin a, a, you know, a scapegoat tag on somebody. But um, you know, in, in, in this case, I, I, and I understand that there are raw emotions about it too, because 
this is a, an organization and, a, and an individual that have invested a lot of time and energy and effort into each other. And, uh, you know, it, it, that, that time is now over. But, um, you know, I, I think that uh, there, there, is a, there is an opportunity to get, get someone in the booth um, that, that will be around for hopefully a really long time with me. And, uh, and I, I'm really excited to work with, with, with whoever um, comes in next. I, I, there, there's, a, there's a deep talent pool, I think a deep alumni talent pool of, of, of people that are interested in the job that the Blackhawks can, can pick and, and choose from. And, um, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm still really excited. I'm every bit as excited to have this job and, and to see what the future holds. So um, we'll see what happens. You don't have to give us any names or anything, <laughs> but uh, is 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 there, is there going to be some sort of like audition uh, process in the summer? Or are we going to see like the? Do you have any insight to that? Or like, is there any like? Are we going to have kind of like a rotation of uh, of, of people working with you this year? Is have the Blackhawks kind of given you any any pointers in a direction? Well, I think you know. I think as far as um, I think as far as an audition process goes, I think what everyone went through with me last year, I think everyone's sick of auditions. <laughs> so, uh, and kind of that way of maybe uh, finding a, a broadcaster. So I think whoever they pick, um, I, I think is going to be ready to go from, from the start of the, of the preseason. And, you know, I, I can see, um, I can see a, a scenario where, where multiple people are, are in the booth. Um, I, I'm not sure. I, I don't know if it'll be one one guy who's on, on short notice like this, able to handle uh, you know the full 82 games. We'll call it. And I, I know some games will obviously be nationally televised. But don't forget playoffs. Um, that's right. <laughs> yes. uh, <laughs> um, so I don't think. Look, I don't think it's going to be. I don't think it's going to be the carousel that it was for 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 my. Uh, audition and trying to trying to fill Pat's shoes last year. I don't think it's going to be like that. And I think whatever ends up happening, whether it's a whether it's one guy or it's a platoon, um, I, I think the Blackhawks are going to make sure that it's it's communicated with the fans what exactly is going on. Whether it's um, you know two guys splitting it 50-50, whether it's going to be a you know a main guy and then a, a backup. Um, whatever the case may be, I, I think that it, it will be um, announced neatly and, and concisely. And, and I, I think that the fans will have an idea of a clear idea of, of who to expect on the broadcast when they when they tune in night in and night out. I, I hope you are feeling and I know like this maybe throws a little bit of a curveball there. Um, but I hope you are feeling welcomed and I hope you're feeling like people are excited for you and happy for you because I get the sense that people are pretty glad you got the job. You know, of all the candidates, like we always get feedback on Twitter, wherever, like so-and-so sucks. They're terrible. Like we hear it all the time and we just <laughs> like, I, it says a lot for you that we haven't seen that. Like people will tell us that proven good broadcasters suck and, uh, <laughs> and we do not hear anything negative about you. And I think that speaks to how hard you worked at the job, which of course we found out a lot about kind of after the fact, after you were hired, you talked about it when you visited with us before, like all the work you put into it and always being around and all that stuff. Like, 
I think people are happy to see you with this role. And I, I know I speak for the three of us that, that we are as well. Um, but I just think like what, what fascinates me now is your transition from, you know, you know, Eddie is the, is the big name and you're there with him and you'll grow in that role, of course. But, and now you're suddenly thrust into this like press conference guy and, Maybe when Phil Kessel breaks the record in Chicago, like <laughs> you have to be on the ice to give him his silver stick, like all those yes. sort of like MC opportunities now that maybe went to Eddie in the past now also fall on you. So like very quickly, you've gone from rehearsals and tryouts to like the guy. Is that scary or is that all, like, how do you like, how does that make, like, is that intimidating? Is it all of the above? Like, how do you feel about that? Like, maybe unexpected aspect of the job being put, being put upon you a little bit earlier than expected. I, I think, I think it really is all of the above. And, you know, look like this is, um, this is still, this is still newfound territory for me, just being not just the voice of a team, but the voice of a team of this magnitude, like, like the Blackhawks. Yeah. Um, and so I'm not going to, I, you know, I'll, I'll admit to you like 100% that, that, you know, maybe I'm still in a little bit of denial myself about, you know, just everything, um, you know, and, and kind of like how many eyeballs are on me or whatever. Um, and maybe that's a good thing. Yeah, don't frankly. think about it. <laughs> yeah. <That's scary>. Um, <laughs> so, but like, look, I, I just, I'll just go back to, to, you know, what, what we said earlier. Um, you know, I, I'm really, really excited to be here the the situation in in the broadcast booth with who my partner is really doesn't affect that. I mean, it, as you said, Jay, it was like a mixture of 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 disappointment, but also excitement at the same time. Um, I, you know, I might I might actually be the veteran in in the broadcast <laughs> booth at the when the season starts, which is crazy. Um, but but I I told the Blackhawks when I was going through the the interview process, and I I really meant it that I want to be the the face of this franchise. So the emceeing stuff, the, the, you know, the off ice stuff, the, the stuff in the, in the community that comes up, I mean, sign me up. Like I, I really, I really enjoy that part of the, of the job as well. And that's, that's a, a role that I understand comes with a title like this. And it, it's one that, again, that I, that I really enjoy. So, um, you know, that, that would be, that would be great. Like, I would love to be on the ice to give Phil Kessel his his silver stick. I mean, that would be really, really cool. And I'll tell him he should have gone to Wisconsin. But the the iron stick. Yeah, exactly. Right, right. Let's Um, make it happen. So, like, yeah, look, like all that stuff is I'm I'm taking it one day at a time. It's been very humbling to, you know, for all the support. Like you guys have been have been great. You know, just at, at the arena during practice or development week or, or whatever the case may be. I mean, you, you guys have, and, and the entire, you know, media core um, have, have been super great and supportive and um, you know, the stuff on the stuff from the fans has been, has been really humbling as well. Um, you know, I'm not uh, you know, I'm really trying not to look for external validation anywhere. You know, I'm really just trying to, to show up and, and do my job. And um, again, I like, I'm still really excited for the season, even though I know the team is not going to win the Stanley cup, whatever. I like, I, I think that there's still going to be a lot of fun things to to talk about and highlight. And, you know, I was 
at, at the press conference yesterday in Milwaukee, I was talking to to Colin Blackwell a little bit, and and I think he's going to be an outstanding guy for Blackhawks to get to know, and and is really going to represent this organization well. So, um, you know, I I, I think that um, I, I, you know, it's n- nothing that has happened has has you know taken the shine off this job for me. I'm I'm still really really looking forward to to the season and and all that comes with it. I think we can say the same here. We are still excited yeah. for this season, regardless of yeah. of how it may look like. There's there's some uh, pictures from there yesterday's big nice. press conference. Nice. Uh, putting the Milwaukee Bucks mascot in a Blackhawks jersey probably went over like a lead blimp uh, with, with some Wisconsin <laughs> fans, but uh, looks good. Uh, now this like a, I, okay. A, let oh, me explain this. All picture. right. So lefty, lefty, guys, five lefty. I, oh, lefty, shelf. yeah, there you go, there lefty, you go. and I. So I unfortunately, I'll just say, Mango blocked my shot. You know, ah, it was on target, it was on goal, but yeah, uh, got the elevated you know. the puck like Eddie O always says. You know, <laughs> throw those hands up. It, it's tough to go sh- top shelf with a goalie that has antlers. He's got the <laughs> yeah, top half. Of that you, goal. He's got the top <laughs> half of the net covered. There's my. I, I wanted to shoot right against there. Tommy Hawk because I think he would have let me score. But ah, uh, yeah. Uh, Oh, nice, so look, nice. Looks nice. like a lot of fun. I, I'm looking forward to that game for sure. A, 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 a hockey game in a, an arena I've never been at before in a great little town just over the border. It should be it should be a fun day. I'm 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 really excited. I think it'll be a really kind of a cool way to 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 kick off the season. You know, the the regular season will be about ten days away at that point. And um, yeah, as I said, I, I hope it becomes a, a regularly occurring thing because I think it's it's really got legs to to be a fun event. All right, before we let you go, we got to ask you are are you are you at your childhood home? I am. <laughs> I see your your Daffy Duck poster, and are those Hot Wheels behind you? Actually, they're not. I can I can let me see if this will work. I'll uh, I can show you. This oh, is my tour. Let's see the kitchen. It's my, uh, you guys, this is like my prize possession. It's my, uh, my NFL pocket pro helmet collection. Oh, oh sweet. Nice. I remember so, uh, those. Dude. Wow. I've got, don't worry. I've got the, I've got the NFC North up there. So they're, nice. you know, they're, they're the bears. <laughs> and uh, awesome. I've got, uh, so I've got a bunch of throwback helmets and I've got some college. Is that Rutgers? Too, so. Yeah. It, it's a random, it's a random, random order right now, but. That's awesome. Yeah, that's really cool. cool. I remember so, getting uh, the plastic helmets out of the gumball machines. Those were uh, yeah. I was yeah, gonna say were those. That's, know a, that's a lot of quarters spent over there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they're cool. like a, they're like a they're like two bucks now with inflation. But uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's all right. Yeah, awesome. but no, I, I was going to I was going to listen if if um, I was talking to the Blackhawks director of of communications, John Steinmiller last night. And uh, if you guys had been in studio, I would have been there because I love your studio. But when, uh, when I got the call that it was that you guys were remote, I, uh, I set up the, the, the shop in my, in my, yeah, my childhood bedroom. So that's that's where I am. Good old Brookfield. Well, the next time you are in studio, I'm going to wear one of my Looney Tunes Roosevelt's in honor of your Daffy Duck poster to make you feel at home. There you go. Thank Perfect. you. And actually, listen, what this it's actually a jigsaw puzzle that uh, <laughs> that I that put got together. framed. Yeah, wow. and I framed oh, it because it was uh that was one of my one of my quarantine activities during the, <laughs> during the pandemic. I did puzzles. a few jigsaw puzzles and I'm I'm a huge Looney Tunes fan as well and uh, I love Daffy Duck, so that was uh, I put it put it in a frame because I wasn't ready to to take it apart. 
That's awesome. Awesome. That's Chris, awesome. thanks for the time, man. We appreciate it. You stayed extra for us. And uh, anytime, man. Loved it. All right. We'll talk to you soon, dude. Right. Have a good thanks, one. Guys. Have a good appreciate rest of your summer. It. Thanks, Chris. All right. Thanks, we'll be Chris. in touch. All right. That's Chris Vosters, the voice and the face of your Chicago Blackhawks. Follow him on Twitter at CJ Vosters. That was a lot of fun. Follow yeah. him on TikTok, too. He's got one of the most active twi- TikToks out there. Uh, me being the TikTok expert. That was the same. If if he's, Greg he's if got, Greg's endorsing the TikTok, you know it's you yeah, know it's. Uh, I mean, he's got the perfect personality. He is a TikTok star. The very dab account he runs. There. It is so, yes. super dab. And um, <laughs> the funny thing is, like, he is the busiest dude in sports. Like, every day yeah. he's got a different polo on. Like for some other like <laughs> yeah, media he did, he did twins game the other day like he's all over the place i, I don't know like a high school basketball doing, tournament yeah, he was doing yeah. like a like a like a, a polish dancing competition i i he just <laughs> sure he just kind of does everything whatever whatever judge shows judge. up to random events with a microphone and <laughs> starts calling them yeah if there's a mic chris vosters will be there he's the mc yes. at pierogi fest yeah i hope mm-hmm. we weren't like uh I, I we had to talk about eddie we can't not talk about eddie I think we had, we didn't put I him think in a bad fair. spot, right? Until no, we called yeah, Gary yeah. Suter a pudwack, or a <laughs> rumored pudwack. We the don't original. have confirmation on that one. He yeah. was the, the start of the whole trend. Yeah, the original uh, rumor. All right. Well, before we wrap the show up, we've got to give you the points bet play of the week, and Greg is the maestro of the plays of the week. What do we got this week, my friend? Well, we've got back-to-back, nearly almost doing it two weeks ago. I picked third, Kyle Busch to win the NASCAR term. race. He finished second. Last week, I went Justin Steele to get seven strikeouts. He got six uh, before his defense let him down. I wanted to do a bet on today's Milwaukee Brewers game to kind of tie in the whole theme of today, but oh. they've already started. They started at 1140 oh, for man. some reason. So we're going to go – we're going to stick with baseball. We're going to go with our other – uh, not our other, but our, our our second baseball team, the Southsiders. We haven't done a Sox bet yet on the play of the week, so they're my last hope go. before I get kicked out of this bit. Um, I'm Will going Tony to bet... Larusa be awake in the first inning? Um, there's no money in that bet because uh, everybody's betting that he won't be. Uh, I'm going to bet that Andrew Vaughn is hitting a home run in tonight's White Sox game at the Texas Rangers. It is plus 500. Uh, Andrew Vaughn's due, and I looked it up. The Texas Rangers ballpark there in Arlington, Texas, is ranked seventh. They've given up the seventh most home runs in all of baseball this season. So the ball flies out of there. I'm sure it's going to be nice and hot down in Arlington. Launching pad, as the kids like to say. So, um... I'm betting Andrew Vaughn is going yard for the 11th time this season at plus 500. That's really good value. So based on my track record of the last two weeks, he's going to hit three fly balls to the three warning warning right to the warning track. (laughs) Maybe he'll get a double off the very tippy top right under the yellow line on the wall. He's going to come so close and then just drive it in my heart. But I'm come on, Andrew. I believe in you. You're my favorite White Sox player of all time. Let's hit a home run. All right, jump on that PointsBet app. Use that promo code CHGO when you sign up. All right, we're going to wrap things up. Thanks to Chris Vosser for joining us. Tomorrow's show, audio only. Look for it around 11 a.m. or so, usual time. We're going to talk about the 90s Blackhawks, which doesn't sound as fun as it will be. I promise you it's going to be fun. (laughs) Give it a listen. We're going to rehash some names from the past and tell some great stories. I think you're really going to enjoy it. Uh, And Make sure you're subscribed. Uh, everywhere you listen to your podcasts, hit that subscribe button, turn on those notifications. So when new episodes drop, you know about it. But for Greg and Mario, I'm Jay. Thanks to Sarah for producing. And again, Chris Foster's for jumping on into the Blackhawks for making that happen. 
We'll talk to you Friday on the CHGO Blackhawks podcast.